Uh, hey, uh, before I before I get started, I'll just keep talking. Because, well, half the people are, are in the bathroom, so that's cool. Um, and what what was your name? Chris Correct. Good job. Uh, one for one. You're 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 A plus already. Um, Romans. This this is not what I'm talking about either. This one. This I felt like as I was sitting in the back hearing uh, Christina talk. Uh, Romans eight fifteen. Uh, if some of you guys might have read this a lot, it's in pink in my Bible. Um, so you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when He adopted you as His own children. And now we call him Abba, Father. Um, what I shared last night about my experience with my daughter, I've had people in the past say, that's not fair. You can't share that because of, you don't know how many people struggle with infertility and how hard that is. And some people can't have kids. <sighs> True. I, I hear you. But I have to share my story because that's my story. And as Christina shared her story, it is her story. And it was beautiful and it's loving. It causes us to lean in and love more. Um, but as you, as you talked about that, this was what was ringing in my heart. That regardless, is it Emmanuel? Is that your son's name? Makai Emmanuel. Um, when you look at him, in his eyes, do you love him any less? Of course not. What a silly question I just asked, right? <laughs> What are you, stupid? Yeah, a little bit. I, I made that clear yesterday. All right. uh, but God calls us his adopted heirs. That we are all adopted if we claim Christ. Um, so, and when he says, now we call him Abba, Father. And how, how crazy uh, that, that term is. I mean... To the Jewish elite, when he said, you know, we, we say Abba, Father, that is ridiculous. That, that, they, they made them angry. You know why, right? Because it's like saying daddy. It's Aramaic. Abba is Aramaic for daddy. And they're like, you can't call Yahweh daddy? That's how, how disgusting for you to just take Yahweh and bring him down to an earthly Relate, uh, that's what Jesus said. We call him Abba, Father, Abba. Parents know that your kids, some, uh, in America, they say a lot of times the first words are da-da, right? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Now look, he's saying my name. <laughs> she loves her daddy. <laughs> and Brennan Manning, I don't know if you've heard uh, him speak, but I remember being in high school and hearing him speak, and he said, in, in the Jewish culture, their first word, Abba, 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 and it's Abba, Abba, Abba. The first words from their voice is daddy, is Abba. So that has nothing to do with what I was going to talk about, but thank you, Christina. Thank you for sharing your, uh, your story, your pain, your, your joy. Uh, uh, real quick, you remember this? I just want to, for some of you that missed out, 
I think there's still toilet paper up here. It... <laughs> All right, now there's not. Mr. Dr. Ridiculous, something, okay. Real quick, just before I start, who's this? God, all right? This is, uh, okay. For those who are going to go, hey, this guy sat in the chair and said he was God. I, no, I'm not. This represents God in this picture, okay? God, and who is this? Burrito. Yes. <laughs> burrito. And for those that had a burrito yesterday, when they get back in here, you'll be able to tell them that. All right. This is us. This is our baby, the burrito, the, uh, the, uh, the sons and daughters. This is us. And what can this person do to earn this person's love? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. It's impossible. Okay? Sorry. That's where we're starting right now. Dang it. These things. You get. Musicians, I just, you guys are awesome. I don't know how to play a kazoo. So it's really cool to see you do your thing. But I, I hate kicking things. All right. So that's so we're gonna remember this, all right? Can everybody see these chairs? These are really important chairs. If you can't, make sure you, you just get to a point where you can see them. They're not gonna do anything special just yet. All right. So that's where we are. Uh, I wish my wife could be here. I, I told you that uh, she's she's back in Portland or southeast Portland, Clackamas, if you want to know, uh, Clackamas, Oregon. Um, I'd love to have her here. Oh, 30 years of marriage, never had one argument. We've never, it's just all oh, bliss the entire time, day one till now. Never, never one issue. Um, no, no, seriously though. No, I have her, she's at home and I have her uh, chained to the stove because I love her so much. See, I love Janie so much, I don't want anything Anything bad to happen to her. So uh, what I've done is I've chained her to the stove so she's able to, you know, do things she needs to do. But if she ever gets, you know, away, I, mean, what, I don't know what would happen. I mean, she might stub her toe. She might, she might fall on the ice if there was any there. You know, so, so, I mean, it makes sense, right? To love somebody is, is to protect them. It's, so, so isn't that love, right? Me chaining my wife to the stove is love, right? Why is it always the women are like, no? And usually there's one guy going, well, uh, possibly. <laughs> let's, let's have him finish the thought. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not love, you guys. I, come on, I'm going to try that again. Women, you're supposed to be screaming that. Now, is that love? No. no. So, wow, thank you. Mm, thank you. Um, why? Because true love offers a choice. My children, my wife, my family, I love them. And I want them desperately to love me back. But I can't force that. When I say I love you to Paige, she has options. <laughs> Thanks. Right? If you hear that. <laughs> Thanks. No, no, no. I love you. Mm. I don't love you. Or I love you too. 
I mean, that, that's the only options. Either I don't love you, I love you, or thanks, which, and you know what thanks means. Huh, awkward, because <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> There's a, a, a true love offers a choice. It's very important to understand. Because, because as we go through uh, our, our talks and, I, and I, I break down some stuff, you have to understand. Because the question uh, when we look at our world is why? Why are things the way they are? Because God offered a choice. Because why? Because he truly loves us. As we look at our world, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty messed up. Uh, and uh, there's... I mean, you've heard the pain, we've, we've, you've, you've shared it in your small groups, you've talked about it in your drive up, just the, the Syria, you heard what, Syria and Turkey and Ohio and balloons and whatever it is. Uh, there's just, this is ugly, just stuff around our world. And it's easy to look outside. Um, but it's also easier, easier, I think, is to look inside. Um, I was driving. Now, I grew up a little Baptist boy, and, and I didn't have that God talk to you thing, you know, because I knew every time someone was like, hey, God told me something. What was it? It was for you to burn your records. <laughs> it was for you to move to India or Africa or something. It's like, why didn't God just say nice things? It's like, why is it all that stuff? So for me, it was like, la, 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 la. You know, God, why don't he tell you something, not me? So I was driving one day, and uh, I was I'm, I was assistant coach of uh, the Clackers High School golf team, and I was on my way to Willamette Valley Country Club. Whoo, yeah, it was a country club, not a regular muni, but I was all excited. And uh, we had just got a, a new law in Oregon that you could not talk on your cell phone. You had to, it was hands-free, right? So I'm driving, and as I'm driving, literally, I just this simple thing just hits my soul, my head, my ears. I don't know where it is, what it had. Call your mom. That's interesting. I'm driving. That's illegal. I am a rule follower. Call your mom. Nope, not going to do it. I'm going to arrive. Oh, I guess it was 10 and 2, right? All right. I'm going to arrive alive. Everything's going to be great. Call your mom. Okay, do I need to pull over? I need to get there on time. I don't know what to do. Call your mom. Uh, uh, beep, boop, bop, boop, bop, beep. Hello? Mom's like, answers, I don't know what's happening. Uh, what? Mom, I just, I'm just in pain. I hurt all over. I don't know what, I, 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 I'm so confused. I'm like, Mom, where's Dad? Oh, he's at choir practice. Why, have, why don't you call Dad? Well, he's in the middle of something right now. Mom, call Dad. I, she's three hours, 180 miles away from me. She's just south of Seattle. I'm in Portland. I'm like, Mom, call Dad right now. I hang up. A minute later, I call back. Did you call that? Yeah, they're looking for him. He was in the baritone section. And anyway, what's happening? I just hurt so much. My back hurts. My, everything's going wrong. And uh, I say, uh, let me know what's happening. You need to get to the hospital right now. Call 911, all that stuff. Long story, longer story short, uh, she's having a heart attack. And I didn't know this. She told me this. Some people might know this in the room. That men often have pain in their chest and arms and whatnot, but a lot of times women have it in their back. Mom didn't know that, and nor did I. <laughs> Call your mom. Call your mom. 
I, I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to do something illegal. I'm driving. Am I glad that I called my mom? Absolutely. Is she glad? Even more so. <laughs> Somehow, it, it, she was confused. She didn't know what was going on, but having her phone ring, uh, uh, things happened, and she was able to uh, go, go in uh, to the hospital. She got there, and they figured out she needed a, a quadruple bypass. Yeah, I know. That sounds big, right? I don't even know. It just means it's four something. But... Uh, she had, uh, had to have four bypasses, four heart surgeries or something. Anyway, it was big. She had no idea that she had heart disease. None. No, nothing prior, nothing. All of a sudden, she goes from living life to I'm having a heart attack uh, and I'm going to be in the hospital for a week or two or whatever it was. So she sat with that doctor and that doctor says, you need a bypass surgery. If you don't get this surgery, you will die. A couple things happen. A couple reactions happen when you get difficult news, when you get hard truth. You can get mad. No, I do not. I do not have heart disease. It was just some indigestion. That's not, you are lying to me. That is not right. I don't feel like I have heart disease. I'm fine. You can get sad. Oh, why me? Why do I have heart disease? Why am I going to, right? You can deny it. You're a quack. <laughs> I don't even know. You know, I heard, I heard yesterday that 50% of doctors are in the bottom half of their class. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, thank you, Joe. It's true. So you might go, nah, you were probably the F student. You were, number, you were the last to get your diploma, and I will deny it. Right? Mad, sad, deny it. Or the last one is you go, I'm going to accept it and deal with it. All right. I hear what you're saying. It's hard news. It's hard truth. But now, what do I need to do about it? Right? There's no other options. Get angry. Get sad deny it, or go, okay, I'm going to accept it and deal with it. Uh, we have uh, some hard truth to share today. This is my job today, just to share some hard truth. But I need Bruce's help with this. So uh, if we could go back. Do you remember Bruce? All right. Um, let's, let's watch a really quick clip. He just got... The power of God. Right? Mm -hmm. All right. Go, go. 
I'll tell you what, we'll apologize. The day a monkey comes out my butt, then he gets you. Sorry, how about that? <laughs> what a coincidence, because that's today. <laughs> There's a lot in there. <laughs> but the whole point is this. I am Kent Almighty. My will be done. I am Bruce Almighty. My will be done. I am Kent Almighty. My will be done. That's the problem with our world. Put your name in that, I am, say your name, almighty, my will be done. Friends, uh, free will, true love. And we're like, nah, I got this. The Bible says that it's not one person that did it. It wasn't two, but all have done it. I want to uh, share with you... Uh, a picture uh, how Jesus shared this, this idea with, with a group of his friends, and he, and he had just talked about being lost, and he talked about a coin, and he talked about a sheep, a coin that was lost and didn't know it was lost, a sheep that was lost and didn't want to be lost, and he talks about a son who's lost on purpose. It's in Luke 15, we pick it up, it says, uh, Jesus continued... There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. Ooh, how disrespectful can one be? Have you, anybody ever uh, heard of an estate sale? And when do you have an estate sale? When somebody... As a younger son, in, in, in that time, the older son would get two-thirds of the estate, the younger son would get a third. And so basically what he's saying to his dad 
is, I don't want to wait till you die. I want to live as if you're dead already. Give me my stuff. I'm going to live as if you're dead. And the craziest thing, as Jesus tells a story, it says, so the father divided his property between them. As you wish. The father says, as you wish, free will. Did the father want the son to leave? Did the father want the son to take a third of his stuff at that moment? Absolutely not. But true love offers a choice. Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had and set off for a distant country. And there squandered his wealth in wild living. He takes off, he, leave, he leaves the family, goes to an, a whole new country and squanders it. He has a third of his dad's estate. He's got the, the money, he's got the people, he's got the women, he's got the wine, he's got all the stuff. And he squanders it. Wild living. When, you know, when you have it all and people, there's people who will glom on and go, hey, 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 I'm, I'm with you, right? I'm with you. Yeah, let's, uh, okay, all right, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, all right. Everybody wants to be about around the party, wants to be in when you have this stuff. When he was living that wild life, he was popular. He had it. But sadly, it doesn't last. It never does. That's the thing with sin. It promises big, but it never fulfills. After he had spent everything he had, then there was a severe famine in the country. And he began to be in need. So this young Jewish guy had squandered all that he had, wild living, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. Now, I don't know how many Jewish folks are here today. Seven, eight, eight or nine. Um, I don't know. I can't see. There's all this bright lights. I'm sure maybe. But if you knew, if you were Jewish and you understood the idea of feeding pigs, what were pigs in the Jewish community? Oh, interesting. Didn't we say that word yesterday, right? Unclean. They're unclean. He has now gone from a son in an estate with his dad, having, a third, having actually all of what his dad has, to saying, I want to live as if you're dead. Peace. I'm out. Over here, had a little party for a little while, began to be in need. And now he is a servant. He is below pigs. It is the most disgusting place for a young Jewish person to be. He is now on the lowest, lowest rung. Of, he's not even on the ladder. He's off the ladder serving pigs. They were unclean. He wasn't supposed to be around them. He wasn't supposed to eat them. He wasn't supposed to touch them, let alone serve them. 
fact, he got so bad, it says he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. That's pretty bad. Yet, no one gave him anything. So this young man, because he said, I want to live as if I am almighty. I am Kent Almighty. My will be done. Give me my share. As you wish. So out of love, I've talked to a lot of kids. They're like, why would God not just make us love him? I'm like, because that's not love. You have to love me, Patricia. You have to love me. Do you love me? Do you love me? No, say yes. Say yes. yes. See, that was real, right? She said no, but I made her say yes, so she said yes, but it's really a no. Kids are like, why didn't we just make, have God make us love him? Because it's not love. It's an addiction to myself. Me, 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 mine. We have kids. You break that candy bar in half, and the kid who broke it takes the... Biggest half, absolutely. My young life leader told a story. His dad was a doctor, and germs were crazy in his family. So when they told they were going to have to break a candy bar in half, he just licked it. And so then he got it because they're like, oh, germs. <laughs> That's even worse, right? Me, 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 I want, I want. Protect myself. Me, 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 me. I am Kent Almighty. My will be done. And that. The Bible's word for that is sin. S-I-N. I in the middle of that letter. I, me. As we look at our world, uh, that is, is what we see. And I'll tell you what. In our picture, where God is sitting here, pouring everything he has to, into us, saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I can't wait for you to say I love you too, Dad. And we go, it's looking pretty good over here. I think I could do a pretty good job of this. I want to live as if you're dead. And so we get up. The Bible says we all have turned away. Like sheep, it says. Let me find it. In Isaiah 50. 53.6 says, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. We have all turned. And that's why we live in the world that we live in. And I'll tell you, um, it's like a disease. This sin. It's like the disease running through my, my mom's veins that she didn't even know existed. And oftentimes, we'll see a disease and we think, I know, let's deal with the symptoms. <sighs> what is it, NyQuil? The itchy, sneezy, coughing, stuffy head, so you can, is that something like that? Does anybody know it? So you can rest medicine. NyQuil, it cures the common cold. 
not. Just, here, this will make you feel better. This will make you feel better about your condition. It won't heal it, but you'll feel better. That is religion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and, try and earn my way. I'm going to try and cover up the calamine lotion on the, on the bumps on my skin. Right? When I was a kid, what was the, what was the disease we used to get? We'd have to get chicken pox. Chicken pox show up. Ooh, put some calamine lotion on it. So all of a sudden, instead of having chick pox, she had pink spots everywhere. Look, I'm cured. I don't have chicken pox anymore. I look great. It's like, no, you're just covering up. It's inside you. It's, it's in your blood. It's going around. No, I don't. Look, calamine. Well, how silly. But yet we go, God says, this is where we sit. We go, but I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to walk old women across the street. I'm going to join the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts and all the Scouts and Scouts. I'm going to be good. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I can. I'm going to show you calamine, 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 calamine. Look how good I am. You look like a pink calamine swabbed human. But it's not doing anything to the sickness and the disease inside. And man's attempt to right this wrong gets us nowhere. It's like uh, people have said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to join the church, I'm going to get baptized, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do all these things, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be, be a pretty good guy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smile at, at people, I'm going to carry grocery. You know, they think that this is happening, Right? Golly, sorry, people. Um, but th- it's just this. Christina, how many times have you been kind of pregnant? Zero, she said. Either you are or you're not. <laughs> Either you're pregnant or you're not pregnant. You're not kind of pregnant. Yeah. Well, at this time I was kind No, you are, you're not. It's, it, that's it. And here's the hard part. The hard truth is what the Bible says. In Isaiah 59.2, that sin, that S-I-N, says, but your sin has separated you from your God. Your sin has hidden his face from you so that he will not hear your prayer. That's a hard thing to... I mean, hey, welcome to Sunday morning. Who invited this guy? That's what this does. It hides his face because he is holy we sang, the, we sang the songs, holy, holy, holy. He cannot be around sin. He can't hang out with the sinners. He's holy. He is just. He is pure. He is righteous. So my sin has separated me from my God. And in the, in the temple of the day, they put up a, a curtain a curtain that separated the holy place from the holy of holies. 
that only one time a year a, a high priest could go in and minister on behalf of the people. And that, and that, and that curtain was thick, thick curtain. And it was a symbol. It was what showed us, you are separated. Does it change his love whatsoever for any single person? Not in the least. Not in the least. I love you, I love you, I love you! I can't wait for you to say I love you too. Now I talked about my daughter, uh, who I love so, so much. But the first time that she said, I hate you, Dad. Oh, oh, that broke me. That broke me. Dad, I hate you. I hurt her heart. I did something that broke her, and she just turned and said, I hate you. Did I get angry and go, oh, yeah? I'm going to get you back now. You hate me, I'm going to hate you. Oh, my heart said, how can I prove to her more how much I love her? Oh, you hate me? Oh, I'm going to love you more. I'm gonna, oh, I can't wait to show you how much I love you. God's love for us is massive. But the Bible says, on our own. Key, a lot of you guys know, this is a two-part talk. This is a two-part talk. This is part one. Tonight is part two. And that is an awesome part two. But it doesn't make sense if you don't understand part one. If, if part one doesn't sit for a little while, a couple hours, a couple days, a couple months, a couple years, what it, for now, today, it's still this evening. If we don't sit in this for a minute, that might help us understand our kids, our neighbors, our friends, our own, our own hearts. That's why it's so broken. From wars, I want, I want that country. I want to rule those people. I am God Almighty. My will be done. To the littlest things. I want to get into the right school so I'll fudge some grades. I want to be a congressman, so I'll pretend I'll lie on my resume. It's sin. All of it. In fact, we are so okay with it, we just have kind of changed things, right? Does it take, does it take a key to start my car? It, well, it does. It, no, well, no, it doesn't. It takes a spark, right? It only takes a spark to get my car going. <laughs> but because somebody's going to steal it, I got to lock it. I got to fob it. I got to boop, boop. I got to do all that stuff. Does it take a key to get, my, to get my mail? No, it should just be able to open it up, grab my mail. But our mail gets stolen on the regular. So now we have a locked box because of sin. Do I need a key to open my, my door of my house? I shouldn't, but I do. Why? Because of sin. And we just, we don't even think that, it's just, it's just the way it is. We just have just become okay with it. This is just how we live. And that's what's interesting is it's just like, yeah, this is how it is. Instead of go, no, no, it doesn't have to be like that. What can we do? What can we do to change this? 
You heard this news this morning, and you can be mad. Oh, I hate that guy. That guy can't. Go back to Portland. <laughs> you can be sad. Oh, am I the only one that's feeling heaviness right now? I hope not. This is real. I have, I have pained the heart of God. That is heavy. We can deny it. Yeah. Kook up there. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Or fourth, we can accept and go, well, now what? What can we do about it? Well, Kent said there's nothing I can do about it. But what can be done? There's something. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin, not the little calamine lotion, lie, cheat, stuff. The wages of sin, the sin, big S, big I, big N, is the turning this and saying, I am Kent Almighty. My will be done. The wages of that sin. When you get wages, when you do a work, right? When I did that work, the wages of my sin is death. The wages of my sin is death. Eternal death. And I think we've seen it in our world right now. What we see is the death all around us. But there is a light. There is an answer, and we'll talk about that tonight. There is hope. Not in me, not in you, but in another. And it's incredible news. But we have to sit in this first. I uh, got on an airplane, an Alaska Airlines airplane, and I put on my, my parachute, and I offered a parachute to the person next to me. And they're like, that's bulky. That's weird. No, thank you. I'm like, all right. So I handed it to the guy behind me, and we put on our parachutes. We took off. Captain said, hello. Thank you for flying Alaska Airlines. We'll be flying at 38,000 feet until we fly into the side of a mountain. And they're like, oh, did you say you fly into the side of a mountain? I, I got my parachute. I'm gone. I'm jumping out. And I turned to the guy next to me, and I said, hey, you coming with me? He goes, Where's that parachute? I said, well, I asked you, and you said you didn't need it. He goes, well, if I would have known we were flying just, of course I would have taken it. <laughs> if you don't know the bad news, the hard truth, the good news makes no sense. Oh, here's a parachute. <laughs> Why? Why would you need that? Hmm. Wait and see. Well, I don't want people to wait and see. I want to tell them now. We all are in this spot for this time today, if you'd sit with it, with me in it. And uh, we'll get some good news, some better news. Part two, love part two uh, tonight. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for each person in this room. Thank you for uh, Christina's message and her sharing her heart. Thank you for surfer boys. Thank you for sons and daughters. Thank you for your love, true love. In your precious name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you guys. Thanks, Kit.